0: As the Nationals made a big decision on center fielder Victor Robles' future here in D.C., let's talk about Nationals prospect Jacob Young and the future that holds for him. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals for all your latest Nationals news and notes. And of course, much, much more. Just search Locked On Nationals wherever you get your podcast and hit that subscriber button, including over on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, make every moment more right now. New, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Later on in today's show, we're going to be talking about somewhere the Nationals need to desperately improve on. And this kind of coincides with first baseman Dominic Smith, in which I believe that Dominic Smith. His future here in D.C. is a little bit iffy. We're kind of going to discuss that a little bit later on. And also, not just Dominic Smith, but a few other things as far as slugging goes. And they need to improve in one particular area. But let's start off with Jacob Young, the Nationals' top 30 prospect. Really unanimously on any site that you check. Jacob Young, a mid-round pick out of the University of Florida. Someone who, when we drafted him, not really many expected this huge impact. In fact, not many people really expected this climb up to the majors in which Jacob Young did in 2023. And we kind of talked about this on Friday's show. But again, when you rise from high A Wilmington all the way to AAA in just one year, and then also make your jump into the major leagues, I think that tells you right then and there what this Nationals team really thinks about Jacob Young. I think this this is someone who they believe could be a fourth outfielder type. This is someone who they think possesses a lot of different skill sets in which you will need on a contending team. Now, is he going to be an everyday center fielder? That's something we're going to get into here a little bit later into the segment. But Jacob Young, I think this, the Nationals are a lot higher on Jacob Young than I even think a lot of us even think. The reason why we over saying this and the reason why we keep on pounding this drum is because the Nationals they showed us what they thought of Jacob Young. Let's look at the marquee prospects here. Robert Hassel, a third, obviously had a little injury there, and in spring training was recovering from that haymate injury. But we saw what the Nationals wanted to do with him. When they wanted to do with him stick him in Double A, leave him there, and that's what happened. He stayed in the whole level for the entirety of the 2023 season. James Wood, starting in High A, got moved up to Double A. That was it. Dylan Cruz, he flew through the national system all the way up to Double A from low A Fredericksburg and even from rookie ball for a game. You've seen the movement that the Nationals have really had over the course of this season with not just him, but Jacob Young is the guy who flew through this Nationals system, going from A ball all the way to the major leagues in just one season, and also putting up some really big numbers in honestly both spots. Now, up in the majors, his numbers weren't, incredible but down in 2023 throughout the minors this was someone in which we probably slept on just a little bit I might say we probably me he batted 305 this season at a 376 obp a 418 slug and a 794 ops in 112 games down in the minors this year those numbers regardless it doesn't matter what kind of prospect that you are it doesn't matter if you're a seventh round pick a 11th round pick, a first round pick, those numbers are good. Those numbers are wildly impressive for someone who doesn't possess all the mightiest skill set in the world. He doesn't really have this power bat. He doesn't really have all these different tools that top prospects like Dylan Cruz and James Wood has. This is someone who I believe is just a high quality baseball IQ kind of mind. That's kind of the gist of what I saw with Jacob Young this year. This was someone who made all the right decisions. He hit the cutoff men. He made the right plays. And if you think back when he was manning center field, really for the majority of the final final month of the season, Jacob Young was impressive on the defensive side of things as well. That is kind of something that you know we haven't seen all too often from national center fielders. Victor Robles is a great center fielder, don't get me wrong. But Victor Robles, honestly and truthfully, he probably has more talent than really what he has as far as results go. He has so much more left on the cutting room floor with Victor Robles talking about here. Jacob Young took advantage of all of his opportunities this year. He doesn't have this flashy, mighty arm that Victor Robles has. He doesn't really necessarily have the range of a Victor Robles. He may not run all the right routes. But even then, in his rookie season, in this only short, 30, 33 stint game, whenever it was, Jacob Young impressed the most out of all these prospects down the stretch. And it wasn't just from what he did defensively through his majority or really minority of the time up in the majors, he still was impressive. Having a 252 batting average, a 322 OBP, a 336 slug, that was a 658 OPS. Now only eight extra base hits and 107 at-bats 33 games, 13 stolen bases, but caught zero times. Jacob Young, over the course of a full 162-game season, one thing's for sure, you cannot say that this guy is not going to be a stolen base threat. It doesn't matter where he is in the order. If you get Jacob Young on base with the speed that he possesses, it's going to be a problem for whichever team you look at. It doesn't matter if prime Yadier Molina is behind the plate. Jacob Young has that kind of speed. He has game difference speed is kind of the way I want to look at it as. When you have him on the base pass, similar to C.J. Abrams, similar to Trey Turner back in the day, when you have guys like that on the bases, and really it's kind of different nowadays, but you do have to think about it even a little bit more. You only have two pickoff chances before they get thrown out to second base. That's the way that the new rules are. When you have this speedy kind of guy who's, not the easiest guy to pick off, who's also not the easiest guy to throw out considering he has one of the fastest sprint speeds in all baseball. When you have someone who is on the bases for that long, and if you were to get on base at a 35% clip or something like that, Jacob Young has the skill set to steal 60 plus bags in a season. Yes, I said it. I said it, and I'll say it again. He could steal 60 plus bases in one season. That is the kind of skill set that Jacob Young possesses. Now, will he do that? Well, it's not really a matter of if he will do that. It's a matter of, is he going to get the playing time to do that? So going into 2024 with Victor Robles and his future really just up in question at this moment in time, Jacob Young is going to be the center fielder for this Nationals team. Maybe they go out and spend on a free agent like a Kevin Pillar or guys that we went through in the past, like an Aaron Hicks, whatever it may be. But I think at this moment in time, the Nationals, they brought up Jacob Young for a reason this year. They flew him through the minors for a reason. They believe in the kid, not just to be a starting center fielder in Major League Baseball. I don't really necessarily think that's going to be their plan for him. But what Jacob Young can do, and really the skill set that he possesses, is to be that fourth outfielding type, someone who can be a speedster pinch runner in a postseason game when you need one run to tie it in the ninth inning. Someone who can be a defensive substitution and come in and be a good solid center fielder or right fielder or left fielder, wherever you really decide to put him. That's the kind of flexibility that Jacob Young has. And over the course of this season, I think one thing really impressed me throughout his time, the baseball IQ. It shined in moments in where you kind of needed some extra little juice, in moments where Jacob Young would take second base, or at times where Jacob Young would throw to second base instead of going to the cutoff guy. Whatever it may be, Jacob Young possessed a ton of different skill sets, which may not be calculated on a calculator. You can talk about the flashiness of Victor Robles in the outfield. We can talk about the power potential with Victor Robles and what he may have a little bit more power than Jacob Young, whatever that is. The Nationals have showed their cards with Jacob Young. They want him and this system to really work out to hopefully be that fourth outfielder type down the road. And at this moment in time, going into 2024, I'm not seeing the Nationals spending big on any free agent outfielder. I'm not really seeing the Nationals going out there, signing some one-year guy like a Corey Dickerson again to throw out there and hopefully trade him at the deadline. I'm not necessarily thinking that at all. In fact, not so whatever at this point. You have Dylan Cruz and James Wood down in the minors. They're going to be up in the majors at some point next season. If you want to take a good look at Jacob Young, the time is now. The time is going to be 2024. It may not be all pretty all the time with Jacob but still he's got the talent and I think the Nationals that's probably what they're going to do you don't just fly someone up through the minor league system it just doesn't work like that in fact especially when you're in a rebuilding mode in which the Nationals were over the last season that is kind of unforeseen to be honest with you other organizations do it like the LA Angels over the last few years they've really flown guys through their system but even then hasn't really necessarily all worked out for them Jacob Young being a middle-round pick, a college bat, someone who is a promising prospect, you could say, it's still pretty surprising considering he just flew up the national system in that limited amount of time. And again, the skill set that he possesses, he may not get on base all the time. He may not even have all the best power in the world. But this guy stole 39 bases in 112 games in the minor leagues. And his limited time up in the majors, he stole 13 bases in 33 games and caught zero times in those times. Jacob Young's got the talent to really kind of take advantage of what could be kind of this hole in between the Nationals outfield while you wait for guys like Dylan Cruz and James Wood. Jacob Young could be getting that crack at it coming this 2024. And in fact, if it was up to me at this point, that's the route that I'd be going. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, catch us wherever you get your pods. Just search Locked On Nationals and that is where you will find us. Before we get into talking about Dominic Smith or Free Agent Edition, we're going to get into some first base metrics because Dominic Smith, eh, iffy. If he at best 2023 season, we're going to discuss that. Really, the future of what the Nationals need over at that corner position. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And guys, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action, and the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with us. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And of course, FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Now we get back into it as the Nationals are not playing anymore. It is the offseason here in November, November 6, 2023. What a fun season it was, really. But not so fun was Dominic Smith. And really, this is kind of the, it's a territorial thing, I think, with Dominic Smith. It's a little bit weird because Dominic Smith, there's two different stories about him. There's two different Dominic Smith that you can talk about. Let's talk about the good first. Dominic Smith defensively, if you guys were not aware, I think we all are. Over the course of this season, one thing was proven true. Dominic Smith defensively as a first baseman is very, very valuable. You saw all the errant throws from CJ Abrams, back from Jamer Candelario, Luis Garcia, really all over the place. Dominic Smith was that vacuum. He was that kind of guy that you needed to be that brick wall of a first baseman dominic smith proved time after time that yes defensively he is good FanGraphs had him as the fifth best defensive first baseman in all of baseball throughout 2023 that is damn good up there with guys like anthony rizzo freddie freeman christian gonzalez the national league gold glove award winner so many different things that you could like about dominic smith but going forward The Nationals, they also have an option to make with him. Do they want to tender him a contract in which wouldn't be that much money in the world? It would be a couple million dollars. It's kind of throwaway money for free agency at this point. But the Nationals, they do have an option to make here. What will they do? Because right now, the first base market, it's not like the biggest market in the world as far as positions go. There's a lot of pitchers this year. As far as first baseman goes, there's a couple interesting names we're going to get into here later. But even then, the Nationals, they're going to have to make a decision on Dominic Smith. And at this moment in time, what would I do? Well, what else do you have? What else do the Nationals have? You don't have any flashy first baseman down in your minor leagues that could step up here and make the jump in 2024. And yes, we talk about Yohandi Morales, Yo-Yo Morales, second round pick in 2023's draft, who made it all the way up to A this year and killed the baseball. Right now, he's a third baseman. We don't know if they're just going to make the switch over to first base this moment. It's kind of easy to assume that. You could think that. He's got the size for it. And hopefully, he's got the hands and defensive wellness to do all that stuff. But you can't just count on that. The Nationals haven't showed really any moves as to why they would do that down the line. But outside of that, the Nationals, they have options. And the option could be you either keep Dominic Smith continue that defensive worth over there at the corner, or you go the free agency route and you try to get more offense. Because the problem this year with Dominic Smith, well, it was simply easy as this, the the offense production from Dominic Smith. One of the least productive offensive first basements in the entirety of the National League. That is where Dominic Smith kind of loses me a little bit. But again, I would re-sign Dominic Smith. I would still give him... $3.5 $3.5 million or whatever it would take to get him back here to D.C. Just because you don't have that backup plan at this moment. And the backup plan at this moment in time with what we know would probably be Joey Manessis. I like Joey Manessas He's a good hitter. He's got some power. He's got some pop. He's got different tools over at designated hitter spot. But he ain't a first baseman. We saw that experiment in 2022, and it was not pretty. You saw some defensive metrics improve over the course of that time, but Joey Maness is not a big league first baseman. In fact, he's probably one of the worst defensive position players on this Nationals roster. You cannot have him be that first baseman when you have a maturing shortstop like C.J. Abrams, when you have a maturing shortstop eventually with our third baseman with Brady House, when you have Luis Garcia hopefully being over at second base and manning that position. There's a lot of different things in which the Nationals could go with this, but you still have to prioritize Dominic Smith defensively. It's not the flashiest guy ever. He's not the sexiest move in which you could sign someone like a Reese Hoskins type. But still, what is the other option at this moment? Because we can talk about the free agents and who the Nationals could sign, but as far as a free agent pool here, which we're going to go through any second now, there's really not that many guys who may want to come to Washington D.C. unless they give them the money to come here. These are guys who are going to want to win and the Nationals at this moment in 2024 while yes they could be knocking on the door of postseason baseball it's still really kind of up in the air at this moment in time. The Nationals they have a lot of holes to fill but as far as first baseman going free agency this year there are two names and two veteran guys who I would highly consider to say the least. Those two guys Joey Votto is number one, who was just got the club option declined by the Cincinnati Reds. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to go somewhere. But at this moment in time, Joey Votto, who is 40 years old, while he had 14 home runs in 65 games and 208 at-bats, that's still way more than Dominic Smith had. He had 12 home runs and 527 at-bats. When talking about Dominic Smith. So one and one there. With Joey Votto as far as we're concerned, he's already the better power bat. Simple as that. As a lefty, someone who has played first base the entirety of his career and someone who has played a good first base, by the way. Joey Votto would be kind of an intriguing option for this Nationals team. Now the question is, I think the Nationals would want to go after someone like Joey Votto, give him a 1-year, 12 million dollar deal, whatever it would take. Who knows how much money he's going to demand at this moment. He's 40 years old. But the Nationals If Joey Votto, if you want to get Joey Votto here, number one, someone who is solid defensively still, and number two, a lefty power bat in which you so desperately need since the dismissal of Josh Bell and Juan Soto. The Nationals need that. They need that lefty power guy to kind of come in here, hit some home runs, in which the Nationals, they've lacked for quite some time since getting rid of Josh Bell and Juan Soto. The power has not been there. We've seen it kind of, stall a lot of different times this season, when you kind of need that big home run, you need that bloop and a blast moment, and the Nationals just did not have the power to simply get that done. We saw that over the course of the season in which it was kind of frustrating. A lot of different times when you have guys like Joey Manessas who did have a ton of power last year, didn't really translate all too well in 2023, but you know there is some potential, and it's not just Joey Votto out there even. It's another guy. Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins is going to be someone in which he'll be a free agent. He's probably going to get a little bit more money than Joey Votto, but he still could be in that market of getting a one-year deal worth upwards of $15, $20 million. And Reese Hoskins is not some world-beater by any stretch of the imagination. Not all that great defensively, but he solves one issue with this Nationals team. And again, that is a big Power bat, someone who's going to hit 30 plus home runs, someone who has the capabilities of hitting 40 plus home runs. Also, someone in which you could either sign them to a one year deal, see what happens in 2024, flip them at the trade deadline, or keep them and try to extend them. There's a lot of different avenues in which the Nationals could go as we move on this season. But going through those numbers there and really why we need the Nationals to kind of keen in on big power bats, well, the Nets desperately need to prove their one area of hitting in which they weren't that good this year. That is power. Let's get into that right after this. And now we're back. Locked on Nationals here. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every single day. And we kind of went in there on as to why the Nationals, they kind of have different things to balance this year. and Really even to tie all things together here, make the circle go round and around. The Nationals with center field as well. Jacob Young, he's probably going to lack in that power department as well. First base, somewhere in which National League and American League, the entire Major League Baseball, they value guys who can hit for big time power. The Nationals don't have that over at first base. The Nationals don't have that over in center field as well. Two pretty mainstay positions who have a lot of different power areas across Major League Baseball. Well... 7 of the top 10 home run hitting teams made postseason baseball this year. Is that everything? Does that really just make everything worth it or whatever you want to say? Does that mean that power means everything? Well, it doesn't mean everything, but it does mean something. When 7 of the 10, 70% of the teams who are in that top 10 threshold of hitting home runs, I think that goes to show you what today's game is about. Now, again, 7 of those 10 teams making the postseason A lot of them making some runs there. Texas Rangers winning the World Series, being a top five team in all of baseball. You need power. The Nationals this year in 2023, they were second worst in baseball as far as home runs go. Only in front of the Miami Marlins in which they had down years from all sorts of guys who just simply did not hit home runs. But the Nationals, well, you just need power. You need to go out there and sign someone in order to kind of refurbish this lineup again. The Nationals, they're not going to be creating their own luck by the way that they were hitting this year. The Nationals, they were a good hitting squad. They made a lot of contact a lot of different times. But in today's game, in 2023 and 2024, that's not what baseball is about. You kind of have to refresh your memory of what baseball is nowadays. Baseball is about power. It's about extra base hits. It's about getting guys in scoring position and taking advantage of that aspect of it. It's about the long ball, hitting home runs. It's not just what's exciting about baseball. It's also about what wins games. We saw it time and time again over this postseason run. The Arizona diamondbacks they were not in the top 10 of hitting home runs over 2023. In fact, I believe they were 19th in all of baseball over the course of this season. Well, it kind of snipped them in the butt when the Texas Rangers could not stop hitting home runs over the course of the postseason and then eventually into the World Series as well. That's what wins you games. You can turn a when it's six to two, bottom seven, you have two runners on, Corey Seager up the plate. You can hit a three-run home run at six to five in one pitch like that. Things like that, which you all understand, you're all baseball fans. We all are baseball fans. We know how this game works. But that's the kind of difference that the Nationals need. That's the difference that the Nationals did not have over the course of the season. You saw teams like the Braves and the Rangers and other teams like that who did have that kind of difference maker in their lineup. The Nationals just simply did not. You saw portions like when Lane Thomas was in June and mid-May, whatever you want to look at. Lane Thomas was that power bat. But even then, he's not really that guy that can carry this team into – hopefully, some postseason contention moving forward. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen. Every single day As we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Go Nats. It's November.